Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Larry Bluestein, Danny Garcia taking you till 10 o'clock this evening. Don't forget, next Wednesday, we will be here from 6 to 8.45, almost three-hour show. Uh, we'll be ushering in the Miami Heat who will be in on the West Coast. Uh, but uh, certainly we'll have a lot of guests uh, looking forward to the All-Star Games that are coming up. Also kind of put a wrap on the on the bowl season as well. If you missed any of the interviews this evening, uh, just go to WQAM.com. Go to the top of the page where it says podcasts, and they're all there. From Coach Steve Davis to Corey Bender, uh, who talked a little bit about the Gators. Also, Doug Sosha from the National Champion um, Kaiser University, NAIA, Zach Poff just joined us. And now we talk a little Florida State football. The, obviously, you know, the Seminoles will be down here this week, this weekend, uh, playing Georgia, kind of a depleted team. Uh, but uh, just talking to somebody today, when was the last time a team was 13-0 and playing in the Orange Bowl, uh, higher ranked than the team they're playing in almost a 17-point underdogs. And that's what's happening. That's the state of college football. Uh, somebody who's covered this team just amazingly over the last few years, Chris Nee, and he joins us this evening. Chris, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, Happy New Year to you and your family. I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Thank you, Blue. Same to you, man. Uh, kind of funny, uh, you know, to hear that those little stats kind of rolling out where you're an undefeated team, higher ranked than the team you're playing, and and certainly a, a, a huge underdog. But that says where we are, doesn't it, with, with college football and the state of college football. I know that all these teams uh, are losing kids at a portal, but also kids going into the NFL. Yeah, I mean, FSC is going to be down at least 21, probably closer to 24 guys when they kick off against Georgia. And in their case, it's a lot of guys that are major contributors. I got bored today and actually calculated what percentage of offense was going to be absent from the game by statistical categories. And it's basically 75 to 90% of all offensive statistics for them are not going to be playing in this game. And they're also damaged on defense, missing about a third of what they expect on that side of the ball from a production standpoint. So, yeah, it's a shell of what they were through the 13 games leading up to the Orange Bowl. And obviously, the you know, being in the Orange Bowl, they have a great crowd. I mean, you know, I don't have to tell you, big following in South Florida, South and Central Florida for, for the Knowles, and a lot of people have been waiting for them to get back 
to, uh, to this status. And certainly, uh, you know, when they play Georgia, they're going to be playing one of the best teams over the last three years, bar none. And, you know, obviously, as much as Florida State deserved to be maybe in that national title game or uh, in the Final Four, so did Georgia. And, and uh, that's going to be eliminated next year. You expand. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of 13 and 14 teams that are going to believe that they're in the running as well. But then you flip the page, and then all of a sudden you say to yourself, you know what, we had a tremendous recruiting year, and they did. And then when you take a look at some of the players, and you and I have kind of looked at them throughout the year, and now they got a chance to put uh, pen to paper and, and land guys like Kai Bates and Jamari Howard and certainly a quarterback who everybody's been talking about for a long, long time out of Georgia. And then Charles Lester, who we had a chance to watch uh, play at Venice. Talk about that because, uh, you know, obviously a lot of fans are down because of the way that the season ended on the football field. But then all of a sudden you go to the National Signing Day and things change a lot. Yeah, they ended up signing 22 from the high school ranks, number 10 overall class. They had the potential of having about a top five class, but a couple of things didn't break their way there at the end. K.J. Bolden flipping to Georgia, Armando Blunt flipping to Miami, them not being able to flip Jeremiah Smith away from Ohio State, for example. But with regards to what they did add, Luke Cromanhawk that you referenced is a quarterback they're extremely high on. They really like the DB class. I think it could be argued they got one of the best DB classes in the country, even without getting K.J. Bolden. Uh, Landon Thomas at tight end is arguably the best tight end in the country. They added four wide receivers, all kind of different build skill sets. Will Wayne McCoy from down your way is one of those guys. Cam Davis, Micah Danzi at running back are two guys they really like. And then sprinkled in some more. They came up a little short on the D-line and at linebacker, but they did add two at linebacker. But they probably still need more there because of what they're losing from this year's team. But all in all, pretty good signing class. Best high school class of the Mike Norvell era. And, uh, yeah, it sets the table for what they can do. Now they got to hit the portal and have success there. And that's that's been a little bit more of a slow crawl for them this year compared to years past. Right. And, like, you know, you bring that up, though, Chris. I mean, they've had the last two years tremendous portal success. I mean, yeah. you take a look at the, as you say, you know, two amazing wide receivers over a two-year period, a running back who obviously is as good as any. They hit the linemen. Uh, who are they looking for? Are they looking for some, uh, obviously they're looking for immediate help in different areas, but anybody in specific that they're looking at? Well, they've added Marvin Jones Jr., Georgia transfer from down in Plantation there at American Heritage. So that's an edge. They'll probably go after at least one more edge. I suspect they will pursue a linebacker with starter quality ability, someone who has started, you know, probably a multi-year starter guy, maybe from a lower level moving up. they got to get a quarterback, especially with Tate Rodemaker now going in the portal because they're very thinned out at that position. They only have two scholarship guys expected back next year. They've been active with Cam Ward. That's an FSU Miami potentially some others as well as the NFL kind of battle. And then DJU is another guy they've been involved with at quarterback. They had both Ward and DJU on campus here in Tallahassee during the December period. I think that's probably the domino that needs to fall. And whether it falls in the sense that FSU gets Ward or gets DJU or it doesn't get either, I just think it needs to fall. I think that's the thing that will kind of be the catalyst for how they attack that early January period and then later into January as they try to fill holes going into the spring season. Yeah, and, you know, you take a look at the portal, hit or miss, obviously a lot of programs are looking at it, but, and, and you know, when we were up in Tallahassee, and great seeing you as always, uh, the one thing that was 
whenever I talk to some of the head football coaches or some of the coaches who were on hand to, to cover the game, they, and Charlie Partridge in particular, he just cannot stand the fact that this, uh, you know, the not the portal so much as, as, you know, you look at the NIL deals and how they're getting swayed. And, you know, and, and he made a great point is not only do these uh, coaches have to recruit for this next class, but then they got to recruit their own players to stay yeah. every year. And I mean, obviously that has changed the landscape in a major way. Talk about that because I think that's really important. Yeah. It's a salary cap sport that doesn't truly have a cap on it at this point. So it's a little wild West with no real guardrails to it. So yeah, it certainly causes an issue. You know, FSC is a school that got real good, real fast again, because of the portal and because of the effect of NIL use. And, that was a positive for them this past season. It's why they're playing in the Orange Bowl. It's also why December's been so tumultuous for them. They've had so many guys enter a portal, a decent amount of guys opt out who are going pro. Those were probably going to happen no, no matter what, unless FSU was in the playoff. But those guys that are transferring, I think a lot of them are, you know, it's a mix. Some guys are looking for more PT. Some guys are looking for better money. Some guys are looking for a mix of things that probably involve some NIL factors. And yeah when you only have X amount of money to distribute among 85 players or essentially at least half of that, because you got to keep your too deep of your roster content and happy with NIL these days, then you, you have to spend wisely. And sometimes that's going to cost you good players who probably fit on your too deep, who have the potential of moving up to being first team players for you. And I think that's a difficult task. And, you know, I have that tunnel vision of covering FSU and worrying about FSU and what they do with regards to that. But in talking to people around the college football landscape and in dealing with people around the landscape and in dealing with transfers leaving other programs that FSU is looking at, it's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's prolific. You know, FSU's getting ready to play Georgia, and everybody's talking about FSU being two dozen players short. I think Georgia has 18 guys in the portal. So they're going through it just as much as anybody, and they've been arguably the best program in the country over the last three or four seasons. Right. Yeah, it's the current landscape, and it's a mess, but it is what it is. Yeah. And and here's the thing, too, and, you know, it was brought to my attention. The NCA really kind of closed their, turned their back at the beginning. And now, even if they wanted to come in and, and try to enforce things and, and maybe make, uh, you know, make some rules, they couldn't because no one would listen. Yeah. Uh, they kind of burnt their own bridges, uh, you know, but... It, but then they'll turn around and tell you that you can't have a kid, uh, you know, come and, and, and take a visit here or there because it's a dark period. And, and, and you know as well as I do, the objective for these young men is to get scholarships. And they need to play football. And they need to get the education next level. And the NCAA will come in and limit that while they turn their back on, on somebody like Caleb Williams, who has five national commercials while he's still taking art history for. You know, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Some things don't make sense. Yeah, the sooner the NCAA goes away, the better we're all going to be. But the truth is there has to be some structure that replaces it. And I think the NCAA has kind of reached a point where they're going to let the animal eat itself when it comes to college football. I mean, I think we saw that last week with the news dump before Christmas of two-time transfers being eligible, that they weren't going to fight that in the next cycle. You know, that's one of those things I think they would have previously fought, but it would have gone to court. They probably would have lost. I think they're tired of losing court battles. We've seen them take a lot of L's in the courtroom in the last couple of years when it comes to student athletes, and I think they're just kind of over it. So they're going to allow it to do to itself what it's going to do to itself. The thing is, what's the next evolution of college football? How does it fix itself from the inside in the sense of keeping a competitive balance, 
probably breaking up into some kind of multi-tiered divisions where you have schools and, you know, the Big Ten and the SEC kind of being the AFC and the NFC, and then you have the next tier of schools in the ACC, the Big 12, whatever exists under those, and then you have the G5 programs, and there's going to have to be some training wheels and guardrails put on all of that, but I don't know what that is. I just know as someone who's been around it for two decades, it's barreling towards that really quickly, and it's been very noticeable in this December period for a lot of schools across the country, but definitely the one I cover. Yeah, no doubt. Chris, uh, I know you're going to be really, really busy the month of uh, January. People are going to want to check you out, website, and also on your social media. Let everybody know how they can follow you. Knowles247.com is the website. Twitter is Knowles247. You can also follow me at CNEE247. Good stuff. Hey, have a safe and happy New Year. Thanks so much. Hope uh, the kids got all their presents yesterday, and I'm sure they did. And, again, thanks so much for taking the time and being loyal for uh, for us over the last year, and we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, Blue. Have a great one. You too. Chris Knee, uh, Knowles247. Tell you what, when it comes to uh, recruiting, uh, there's very, very few people who cover uh, their team like he does. Uh, outstanding. Saw him up at the state championship games. Uh, you know, he had a couple of kids that were playing in that game that he wanted to check out. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Florida State in the mix. Uh, I did get a chance to also see Pat Sertan, uh, who's coaching up at Florida State while I was up there as well. Uh, Pat's doing a great job. He loves that recruiting. He loves coaching at the collegiate level. So, Obviously, uh, check out what uh, Chris or even uh, what um, what Corey Bender was doing at Florida. Uh, next week, when we're with you for a couple of hours, uh, we're gonna j- try to hook in uh, more talk, more more Miami recruiting, which we'll be doing in just a few minutes. But also uh, UCF and USF. We'll kind of uh, check out some of the other schools as we uh, get into the off season, which is gonna be extremely busy. University of Miami Sports Medicine Institute experts, you know, they treat athletes of all levels, elite pros, active adults, and youth athletes. Recover your game. Visit uhealthsportsmedicine.com. That's uhealthsportsmedicine.com. When we come back, we wrap it up for a beautiful Tuesday evening. Adam Lichtenstein from the South Florida Sun Sentinel is live in New York as he'll be attending the Pinstripe Bowl. We'll talk University of Miami after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.